Hey family, it's your boy J-Rated R, and yes, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Pharaoh Radio family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box, tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It All, signing off saying to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Peace and blessings, family. It's your boy, Jay Read It All. And you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. Today is March the 6th, 2023. And it is 12.07 a.m. And before we get into what the Lord has put on my heart to do this podcast about, I felt that I should do it today because I was originally going to, of course, if it was y'all's will, I was going to uh, drop this podcast on Tuesday, the 7th. Um. But I really felt that I wouldn't be in any kind of mood to do it. Unless, of course, Yah says otherwise. But if it was up to me, I probably more than likely wouldn't feel like doing it on that day. Um, Because that's the day I'm going to honor my son. And... um, His birthday would have been tomorrow. Excuse me. And you know, sometimes family, the the most high knows everything. He knows more than we know. He does things beyond our understanding. And um, we may not always feel that he's correct or right in his choices, but I know better. He makes no mistakes. And I don't regret anything um, as far as what the Lord has decided. I, I know as a human being, it's hard at times to understand or to go along with his choices. Because even though we know he makes no mistakes and all things happen for the better in terms of the way he works things out. We always have a different way of wanting things to be and a different way that we see it. So I'm going to take that time to honor my son. And like I said, I don't regret anything in terms of all the things that have happened. The only thing I wish I could say in a different way would be 
if things would have happened differently. Tomorrow would be a little bit more better. It would be a whole lot better and looking forward to. Uh, of course, I'm not the only one that will notice this and know that. But uh, anyway, what better way to do something when you have it on your spirit to do it now? I also want to thank those of you who have been supporting Favorite Radio. I say this a lot. And I'm sure there are those of you that really take it to heart. And there are those of you who just kind of take it either way. It's it's neither here or there for some of you. Um, you you have no idea what these podcasts mean to me. Um, and I have talked to a couple of people that have told me that they really appreciate what I'm doing and that uh, to keep doing it. And I thank them so much. You know, when people give you compliments like that, it really makes you feel like the work you put in is worth it. It doesn't always come from the people you hope to hear it from, but we should never put expectations on anybody. If something is genuine and it comes from the heart, it needs no announcement. It needs no reminding. People will take the time to let you know, hey, I'm listening to you. Hey, I appreciate what you said or what you did, what you're doing. I believe in you. And it it always feels good to hear that. You know, you don't do things for people to talk about. You don't do things for people to give you kudos, but you do it because you want to see a change. And my goal, and if you said J-rated R, you are changing. You're different than how you may have used to been on your podcast. You'd be correct. Because I am changing and I have no shame in that. And I'm not saying that as if those of you who have noticed that change are shameful. uh, Why would you be? I mean, maybe some of the material isn't always what a lot of people want to hear. But you know what? On favorite radio, that's good. We like to shake things up. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, we like to get you out of your comfort zone. We want you to be honest more about who you are, what you believe in. And my goals are simple. I'm a messenger. I'm not a pastor. I'm not. I don't even look at myself as a teacher. I'm just good old Jay. That's it. And whatever the topic is, I give it to you 100 percent authentic. Because that's the only thing I know how to be. I don't have time to be sitting up here and riding the bandwagon. (laughs) You know, of course, we keep up with what's going on in the world. You be an observer and, you you know, you, you do your own research and you learn some things before you start talking, but you don't follow after nobody. I'm not here to pretend or to be somebody I'm not. I'm here to be me and give it to you the way I know how. And, ba- and most of all, beyond myself, before anything I just said, I'm here to give it to you the way the Ruach HaKodesh, the, the spirit of El, Ruach El, wants me to give it to you. Because we don't have a whole lot of time. 
And I don't want to seem as, a, as if I'm a pessimist. And a lot of people don't want to hear the truth because it, it brings them down. The truth isn't always going to be sweet. The truth is bittersweet. There are going to be things people need to hear, regardless if you want to hear them or not. Or should I just say regardless if you want to hear them or not. And I don't say that to be funny, to be facetious. I don't say that uh, to put a damper on your day or your mood or to leave you with a bad taste in your mouth. I'm not here for that. I love you. And I want you all to know you're going to get everything that I have to offer based on what it is I'm giving so that you can leave this podcast for some of you with something you didn't have when you first came to this podcast. And that's not only just information, but something that can give your spirit not only the motivation and the aspiration but it can lead you to salvation. What's more greater than that? What's more important than your soul? A lot of our priorities as human beings are ridiculously backwards, misplaced. And a lot of times we already being in somewhat of a premature state of mind or immature in the way we conduct ourselves, what can you expect when it comes to something um, of prior interest? Something that is valuable beyond a price. The world is really, really a beautiful place, family, but it is so messed up. It's sick and the disease is sin. We have allowed the dark one to come into our homes, our hearts, our minds. And we have allowed what we think is right to take over what the Most High says is right. Yet we still want to say we love God. Now, I'm not going to go back and say a whole lot of that stuff that I said to you in the podcast that I've done recently because I said it so that it would stick. Even before Galatians 4.16. And yes, even before the kingdom of darkness. I said this to you all many, many, many different types of episodes, but more recently, more recently, more than you've heard in the past. Because now, if not, if not before, you really need to take it serious. And not because I say it, but because that's the word and the word has proven itself time and time again. It's like Cindy Lauper will say, time after time. And that's how you got to view. That's how you got to move. You know why people have a hard time hearing about sin? And you know why folks get angry? Because deep down, they really know it's wrong, whatever it is they're doing. But they're not ready to change it. I've struggled with that. So I know I know that's why people act the way they do. A lot of you. And one of the reasons why people get mad again about that is because it's easy. It's easy to be mad at the most high. than it is to change your ways. So what people rather do is. Pretend. They don't understand or don't want to hear what you're saying. 
so they can go back to the things that they're doing. Because it's easier to sin than it is to move for the most high. Real talk. Family, real quick, we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break. But when we return, we're going to continue to do what we do and we're going to talk about what we need to talk about. I'm your boy, Jerry Read It All. Don't go anywhere. I shall return after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, 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 family. It's your boy, Jay Rated R. And you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first. No doubt. Family, as you may know, we've been talking for some time now about a new internet coming your way. Pharaoh Radio website. That's right. It is on its way. So, Thank you for those who've been waiting patiently. Thank you for those who've been asking me how it's coming along. Well, it's almost here, baby. Until we get that right, I got something else for you. You know how you guys have always been emailing me at jratedr at gmail.com? Well, part of that is changing right now. That's right, family. We got a new email address. It's jratedr at pharaohradio.com so if you already know how to spell J-Rated R it's J-A-Y R-A-T as in Thomas E-D as in David R as in Robert at Pharaoh Radio one word P-H-A-R-A-O-H R-A-D-I-O dot com that's right family one more time that's J-Rated R at pharaohradio.com Email me on that new platform. (laughs) And that's just the beginning. That's part of what's going to be attached to the new website that I've been telling you about. So this is just an update, fam. Again, email me at jratedr at pharaohradio.com. I look forward to continually reading your emails. Thank those of you and all of you who have contributed in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Whether that be through donations or whether it just be through simple emails. But now that we have a new email address, definitely make sure you email at the new email address because we're going to shut off the jratedrgmail.com very soon. So if anyone gets missed, now's the time. Hit me on jratedr at pharaohradio.com. On that note, family, I'm your boy, Jay. You already know who it is, what it is, and why we do it. So I hope everyone out there stay blessed, stay fresh, keep your eyes peeled, and only focus on the real. On that note, family, I'm out. Peace and namaste. Welcome back, everybody. It's your boy, Jay Rated R, and today's topic is Will you change to be changed? I'm going to say that again. 
will you change to be changed? And if you want to know, first and foremost, if I'm willing to change, of course. Thank you for asking. Because like I always tell you guys, I don't put anything out there towards anyone else unless I myself am first in line. Nothing I say or portray is to just any of you or to anyone else who's listening and it not apply for myself. There is no hypocrisy over here. And I think one of the things that we need to get out in the open for those of you who may be new to the show. Welcome, first and foremost. But one of the things we want to I want to get out is that everything I point out based on the scriptures of Yah, it applies to every man, woman and child. So if anybody wants to keep using these old excuses, saying that don't judge me or if someone thinks that you're better than them and no, nobody has said this family to me, but people say it. It doesn't matter if it's been directed to me or to you or to anyone. It's been said. If we stop worrying about the mundane, petty things and start worrying about the real things. That would be a start to, to changing, would it not? You can't evolve, if you want to use that term, mature or wising up if you don't understand the things that are necessary to changing. If you're still the same mindset in your 50s, 40s or, or older or even in your mid 30s or 30s that you were in when you were in high school and in your 20s, you ain't ready for change. You are not moving forward. You're stagnated. You're living in the past. And I've been told that before because I would bring up a situation that I've been in and how I got here and got there. And somebody would say, listen, I feel for you. I know that you've been through something and it's left a lingering effect on you. But guess what? You can't get better. You can't move forward if you're still living in your past. And that person was right. And I'd say that to anyone who says the same thing. You're right. That doesn't mean that it makes uh, for anyone to be any less empathetic towards that person because people tell you these things sometimes as a as a therapeutic way of or or maybe a cry for help or they just need some form of support or advice and we should never ever look down on a person's issues and compare them to ourselves or anyone else's because you don't know what that person's feeling and you don't know all of what they've been through you're just getting a snippet a glimpse a little small aspect of what they tell you and even if they told you the whole story you still don't look down on anything. Who are we? Who are we to judge how significant somebody else's problems are? Sure, now we can do that with ourselves. We can say, well, you never know just how bad someone else has it. Just when you think you've got it bad, 
until you've heard what they're going through. And that is a fact in itself. And now that doesn't mean that your issue is any less important. It just means that you really don't have <clears throat> the greatest issue on on earth <laughs> that maybe other people are dealing with that are if you were to compare certain aspects of what they're going through to whatever it is you're going through, you'd have to look at certain aspects. I'm not saying as a whole, but as certain aspects and say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not suffering nowhere near the, the, what this person's going through. It'll only have to come from the individual, though, who's the one that's going through it. It wouldn't be in my place to say what you're going through is, is less than what they're going through. What I would try to say, though, to to smooth things over in an honest way would be, well, let's consider the things that we do have that we are blessed for. And let's work on the other things that we're going through, you know, or maybe you're going through, depending on if there is a situation where you may trust somebody to tell them that. But the Bible, as I always say, the Bible tells us to put our burdens on one another. Now, that doesn't mean you go around trying to damper somebody's day. No, if you have people that, that you support, they support you genuinely now. Only only authentic people. You know, we got to get away from, we got to separate the wheat from the tares now. Everybody that say they got your back or they're in your corner ain't always in your corner and don't always have your back. For a lot of people, that's just something to say because it sounds good in the moment and they politicking or they, they just shooting the breeze with you not having any actual commitment or uh, authenticity in what they say to you. Because you never know when any of us are going to be down. And, I, and, and, and like some people would love to say, you're down on your luck. But life is not lucky. Life is either it is or it isn't. And I'm learning that. Even at my age, I'm learning that. Uh, because there is no coincidence, family. All things happen for a reason. Remember the scriptures say all things are beneficial. I mean, not all things are beneficial. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And if you want to know what that is, of course, again, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 7. I mean, excuse me, I'm off tonight. And 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. So 1 Corinthians 6, 12, 1 Corinthians 10, 23. Um, but we have to help each other with our burdens. James chapter 5, verse 16 tells us that so that we can heal. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 tells us the same thing. As long as we help each other in Christ and, and go into our Torahs, our Bibles for instruction. And of course, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. So, you know that when you read your Bibles. I can't emphasize that enough. I can't put emphasis on it enough. If we stop making excuses and start finding ways to do what we, we do what we want to do. Right? I want us to think about that for a second before we jump into what this podcast is really going to talk about. Because all this stuff is going to lead to what we're going to talk about later in the podcast. And before we take our next commercial break, I want to get this off real clearly to y'all. And I've said it before and I'm going to keep saying it until it sinks in. Now, you're going to do what you choose to do. I'm not here to infringe 
I can't make anybody do anything. So that's out of the even, it's not even a thought in my mind. But I'm here to deliver the goods. I'm here to give you the message straight from the hip. I'm here to tell you straight. And that is, stop making excuses. If you love doing what you do, no one has to tell you to do it, do they? If you make time for things or people that you like to do or make time or things you like to make time for or people you like to make time for, no one has to mention it to you, do they? Of course not. Because you do what you really enjoy doing. Anything else that you have to kind of make yourself do, it's not really your thing. It's not really your priority. It's not something that you hold in high esteem or feel it's of any other importance. And that is not me being funny, family. That is a fact. Will you people stop fighting the truth and start looking at it for what it is, which is the truth. <laughs> okay. And it, listen, and listen, if what I'm saying to any of you that's listening doesn't happen to apply to you, then there's no need for you to even be emotionally involved. There's no reason for you to even say anything. Let me be speaking to the people that need to hear this while those of you that it doesn't apply to, and I don't mean ignore me and it does apply to you because if you ignore me, hey, that's on you. But you can't say no one told you. You can't say that. You would be calling me a liar and you would be calling yourself one at that. And that's a false witness. So again, I lay, I lay it out. What y'all do, it is up to y'all. But it's not going to be between me and you. It's going to be between you and the Most High. And a lot of you seem to think that the Most High is this being who is just all love and all hugs and kisses and just all positive energy. And you will be partially right. If you're looking at that, you'd be 100% right in the sense that he, he, he is love, all love. But that is not the only thing he is. And that's why I say when it comes to some real truth, the truth shall make you free. Just like St. John chapter 8 verse 32 says. Because here's the flip side of everything. Here's the truth of everything. Everything has an equal and opposite reaction, an equal and opposite side. This is hence why it's called duality. And this is why the energies that exist are polarities, negative and positive. So if you for a minute just think, oh, there's God, love and the devil, evil. But yet it is the very God that says in the Bible, I am the Lord, thy God, who forms the light. Right. And creates darkness, who makes peace and creates evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. You see different throughout his prophets, his prophets and prophetess, his oracles and his disciples and apostles. You see, they all not just in their human way, discipline his word. But you see, even in a lot of times in the Bible from the old all the way into the New Testament, from the beginning of Genesis all the way to the end of Revelations, where he himself comes out of his own mouth or in Acts in the New Testament as his son, you see that there were moments he displayed anger. But yet he's merciful, he's loving. So get off of this one side of what you want him to be 
and learn to accept who he truly is. Read his word that he wants you to learn so you'll know who he is. And stop giving us this watered down rendition human version of what you think or what you want him to be. Because at the end of the day, family, it doesn't matter what you think or what you want the most how to be. What matters is what's fact. What matters is what's the truth. And you need to come to that realization really fast because the days have been shortened. Because we know not the hour, the day. We are in the season and we have to keep our eyes peeled. For those of us who know who are the children of light in Christ, we are, we are to keep that going. If people don't want to hear what I'm saying because it's, it's touching them in a way they're not ready for because it makes them uncomfortable, that's normally what the truth does. It makes you uncomfortable because there's no reason to be ashamed and there's no reason for you to look at, at me or, or what I'm saying differently unless you know what I'm saying is true and you just ain't ready to come up out of your, out of your old ways. And again, that's between you and the creator. It's got nothing to do with J-Rate at all. I'm just a messenger. <laughs> so if something happens to me, it's not going to change the message. It's not going to change what I said. That's truthful. Remember, he's the same today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, yeah. If you hear a noise, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my eye drops. But I'm not going to sit here and, and have to keep explaining that to you all if you've been listening to my shows and I've had people always tell me oh I'm gonna listen to your show I'm gonna listen to your show now some people have and I understand they have other things in their life they have priorities they have family they have work they have other engage prior engagements I'm not upset with anybody for that matter um if you if you don't listen to my show but there are many people around the world that do and sure you win some you lose some you're not going to win the hearts of everybody all the time. I don't expect that. And to me, that wouldn't even be, would that even be truthful if I did? Because if I'm not saying something that's going to shake you up a little bit to make you appreciate what I'm saying later, then I'm, I'm wasting time even doing these. You know, anytime the truth comes out, it's going to challenge someone's prowess. It's going to challenge their character their reputation, their feelings. I don't say this to antagonize anyone purposefully, but I say this, or intentionally so I say, but I say it because it's the truth, man. And that's why I did Galatians 4.16, which literally and clearly says, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? That's not a question for me. That's a question for you. Because if you rock with me and you and you know me and you ain't got no problem with me, then you wouldn't have no problem with what I'm saying. Even friends have disputes, disagreements. But if they're true friends, well, they're going to still be there for each other no matter what. But see, the whole equally yoked thing or not being unequally yoked with people, it's real. And I notice the closer you get to the creator the more certain people start distancing themselves from you. It's a divine thing, man. If that person wasn't with you from the jump, then maybe they weren't for you or maybe they weren't meant to be in your life uh, at, at that moment or they maybe were just meant to be in your life for, for a season. 
You can't keep chasing after people. And you can't keep worrying about what people are doing. That's the biggest thing. You know, that's something I have struggled with for the longest time up until I'm getting to a point now where I'm being more. I haven't reached that full state of peace yet, but I'm getting there. And I'm realizing it's not me. I used to blame myself for all types of things. Why somebody didn't like me enough or why I can't seem to keep people happy or why I can't keep families together long enough after I didn't put them back together. And I'm not trying to make it all about me, family. I'm just telling you some of my personal sides to to my life to give some of you who may be going through the same type of things inspiration. It's not always you. Now, that doesn't mean that a lot of times you don't have a part to play in it. We're not here to point fingers and blame people. We're not here to do that. Take full responsibility for your actions. Be accountable for your actions. That includes me. And I'm first and foremost about that more now than I've ever been because I'm changing and I realize it and I'm, I'm getting older and I'm maturing more. I'm, I'm settling down more seasoned and I want something. St- I want something stable. I want something that's authentic. I want a stern, a sturdy and firm foundation to plant my feet. And it may not have to be picture perfect, where nothing is perfect, but it's perfect for you. And you don't blame people because they don't call you or they don't come see you or you don't see them or y'all don't hang out no more. or You grew up together. You let people be. You can be angry and get your feelings out, but don't stay in your feelings. Don't go to sleep angry. Scriptures are very clear in that about in Ephesians chapter four. Don't stay in your feelings. It's not worth it. Find the peace. And the only way you can find peace is through the scriptures. But let me give you something a little bit better. Walk in your faith. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven says we walk by faith, not by sight. Or some of your Bibles may say we live by faith, not by sight. But please pray. May sound corny to some of you non-believers. may sound cheesy, but that's your problem. You go by what something sounds like. You go by what it looks like. But you don't go by faith. Put the doctrine of the Bible to the test. The Bible tells you to test the spirits. The Bible tells you in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-one: "Prove all things that are good. Prove all things." Saint John chapter five, verse thirty-nine says, "Search the scriptures, for in them you will find what you think is eternal life, and in them you will find." That they consist to talk about me. And this is referring to Yahusha, Jesus. Because he is the Alpha and Omega. He's the Aleph and the Taf in the Hebrew. That means the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's first and last. The whole volume of the book, Old and New Testament, is about him. 
That's what Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7 says. And that's definitely what Psalms chapter 40 verse 7 says. How can you be changed if you're not willing to change? Some of you don't feel like you need to change anything. And who am I to say that you are? Because I don't know your situations. I don't know where your heart is. And I don't know if there's just certain aspects of your life that you want changed or if you just want to change altogether, transform yourself into a better person. I mean, I think to some degree, those of us that have some form of responsibility and want to live and be healthier and and come out of a uh, out of a situation that we feel we can do better. Yeah, we want to change those things and whatever we apply our minds to, we can do it. But remember who determines your steps. So if you need to know that, that's in uh, Proverbs 16, 9, by the way. But as a man think of in his heart, so shall is he. That's in Proverbs 23, verse 7. And I would recommend you read the whole chapter, but especially 7 through 9. There is so much to us. And I'm going to give you guys more different scriptures today. We're going to talk about what this title means. And how you can break generational curses. Some of you, no matter what you do, you seem to repeat what certain aspects of your family members or your ancestors have done. And you don't know why. You try, you'll, you'll go to therapy, you'll go to these different classes You'll read all these different books. You'll take the advice of these different doctors and motivational speakers. And they all saying really wonderful things. They're all either prescribing you something that they think is going to help you. But the one thing that you have and the one person you haven't went to honestly in your heart and gave a chance in telling your problems. Because, yes, we ought to be with people. We ought to talk to people we can trust that are like minded and trustworthy and share our burdens with them. The Bible says it is not good for man to be alone. That's why he gave him a companion. And this is why you have support groups of people who think alike and act alike and ain't got no ulterior motives and all that stuff. And that's why you share your burdens with them. But a lot of times the Bible says, put not your trust in man, put not your confidence in man, but in the Lord, trust in the Lord. Romans 3, 4 says, man is a liar, but God is, he tells the truth. And God is true. According to the scriptures, he is. But if you really want to change, you got to understand change and what it is you want to change. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 through 52 tells us, behold, I show you a mystery. Or shew you a mystery. All are not sleep, but all shall be changed. And this is going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. So why wait till something happens, not knowing what the change will be? Do you want the change to be made for you? Or do you want to be the reason why the change is to your benefit? Because remember, like I said, all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. If you don't change to be under the grace of the Most High, you will be under His law. You don't want to be under the law. You want to be in His grace. 
those who are under the law will be subject in, to judgment and wrath. Those who are under the grace won't have to worry about that. And your Bible tells you that. In Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, it tells you that. In Ephesians, it tells you that all through the Bible. <laughs> but um, we're going to talk about it. So family, we're a little bit over our commercial break time. So we're about to go ahead and take our second commercial break. But when we return, let's get into what this title is really talking about a little bit more deeper. Let's talk about the change. And let's talk about what that would do for you, for your family, and for those that are equally yoked with you. I'm your boy, Jerry Dadar. You are tuning in to Favor Radio. We shall return out to these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, 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 family. It's your boy, Jay Rated R. And that's right. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. No doubt. Family, we're giving a lovely shout out to four lovely individuals. That's right. You already know who it is. They've been on the show once, and we look forward to having them many times after. Those individuals is Miss Alex Marku, Connie, Shauna, and Daniel. That's right. We had them on our show, and we broke down the loveliness of all of what they're doing, the body of work they're putting in spiritually. And don't forget, they have a brand new book out called Destination New Earth, which is a blueprint to the 5D consciousness. Make sure you go on the site and check it out. Support them. Now, I know the next thing you're wondering is, how can we do that? What is the information? Well, I thought you'd never ask. So check this out. We're going to start with the email. And the email is Alex, that's A is in Apple, L is in Larry, E is in Eddie, X is in Xavier, at alexmarcoux.com. And to spell Alex Marcoux, once again, it's A-L-E-X and then Marcoux. M is in Mary, A is in Apple, R is in Robert, C is in Connie, O is in Oscar, U is in Umbrella, and X as in Xavier.com. So make sure you email them at Alex at alexmarcoux.com and the website family is the same only you're not putting alex at you're putting www.alexmarcoux.com and they have many other types of books they have life signs which is the tapping of the power of synchronicity serendipity and miracles check that out they also have books like facades they have books like Back to Salem. They have books like A Matter of Degrees, The Royal Secret. Make sure you check it out. And of course, the newest book that we had, we had them on the show back on May 21st called Destination New Earth. Well, family, we definitely look forward to having those sisters and the young brother back on the show to do what they do. Much love to them. And make sure you support what they're doing globally. Make sure you keep supporting Favor Radio. And if you like more like this, let me know. We can make it happen. Y'all be safe. You already know who it is, what it is, and why we do it. I'm your boy, J-Rated R, signing off, saying to all those, stay safe, stay blessed, and peace, and namaste.
All right, family. We are back. And real quickly, the spirit of the Most High has really urged me to say this. And I've said this before, and I noticed that a lot of people are saying this too. So you know it's not just me because the Holy Spirit is talking to all of us. When I tell you all something detriment to your health, to your soul, it is not me picking on you. It is not me acting like I'm better than anybody. You ought to know better than that. How many times do I got to keep saying this? You know, a lot of people say when you say certain things, you sound mean or that's not preaching love. And I'm all about love. I mean, if you really knew me as an individual, you would know. I know exactly and empathetically how people feel. And I'm, I'm all about love. Because when I love, I love hard. And I love honest. And I would do anything for anybody I love. You know, I'd help just about anybody I can. And I would do it in all sincerity and honesty unconditionally real love family is telling somebody the truth real love is warning people so you don't see them do something to harm themselves even if they ridicule you for it even if they think you're crazy even if they feel like you're judging. If I tell you something that can help you, even if you don't get it, that's love. If I'm just agreeing with you all the time and I don't have a say in something, honestly, I'm not talking about coming from anywhere facetious or any malicious intent. I'm talking about giving you my honest opinion about something. That is not love. If I were to just sugarcoat it, you don't have to be mean or something like that. But sometimes people take the truth as being mean anyway, even if you say it in your nicest voice. But in order to know that certain things are harmful, you can't always say it in a loving, funny way or a jokingly way because people aren't going to take that serious. If I'm trying to warn you of something that could kill you or hurt you or worse, condemn you. Why would I come to you and oh, by the way, <laughs> I got something to tell you. No, I can't do that. So don't ask that of me because I'm not going to give you fake. I'm going to give you real. Because that's who I am. And that's who the creator, the master, the, the, the most high. Yah, we serve for those of us who serve him. That's how he is. He chastens us, which means the discipline those he loves that's in hebrews chapter 12 verse 6 you'll also read it in john chapter 33 so uh, i said john chapter 33 i'm sorry i meant job chapter 33 um read job chapter 33 you can't shy away from things family because something doesn't sound right. 
Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse six says, my speech may be rude, but I'm solid in my knowledge. You give people the truth. You talk to them with love, yes, but you let them know there's danger up ahead and you're heading into it. These are the things to be aware of and you tell them what those things are. Now, after you didn't warn somebody, family, and you didn't told them numerous times, sometimes you just got to walk away. Titus chapter three, verse 10 tells us you can tell somebody something once, tell them even uh, twice. But after that, just walk away. Amos chapter three, verse three says. Two people have to walk together in order to agree. So. And you know what the Bible says. Wherever there are two or more, there I am. Wherever there are two, two or more gathered in my name, there I am. It's in the Bible. It's all in the scriptures, family. Got to open up your heart. So your boy is t telling you out of love. Now, I haven't really gave you yet what it is we need to talk about because we're going to get into the thickening of that after this next commercial break. But I want you to know time waits for no man and may, it waits for no woman. The days, according to Matthew chapter 24, the days have been shortened, people, for the elect's sake, because if they hadn't been shortened, no flesh would be saved. Now, what does that mean for those of you who don't get this? That means that the time has sped up. And I'm going to talk to you about some things today. I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to tell you why some of these things are happening. And I'll, uh, yes, all of it's prophetic. But I'm going to give you a little bit of information on your boy, Satan. And what that kingdom of darkness is doing. And he's not going to like what I'm telling you. But he can't do nothing about it because I'm protected by the creator, by the blood of the lamb. Yahusha Mashiach, the father Yah. And you don't speak like no punk when you talk to these forces. You speak with authority because authority has been given to you. You don't play with them. Respect what they can do now because they are powerful. But they're nothing compared to the most high. And if you're walking in the light with Christ, you need to know that. Because there's a serious, great deal of witchcraft that's out there. And you may just be a part of it and don't even realize it. There's a lot of generational curses going on, which is why things keep repeating themselves. And you may not even know that. You ever wonder why everything you do or touch always keeps messing up and you may be a great person you may have a good heart but everything seems to always fall apart no matter what you do well it's not your fault and that's the blame that the devil wants to put on your heart 
He wants you to feel hopeless, weak, like everything you do is you. Oh, you just got this absurd bad luck. This got nothing to do with luck. It's curses. You've had curses put on you. And let me tell you something else, family. Let no one deceive you in telling you that the way to break a curse from somebody or through a generational is to use any form of witchcraft. If it ain't coming directly by the only one person that can break a curse, and that is Yahusha HaMashiach. Only the Father can break curses. Anybody else using witchcraft to break uh, witchcraft, you're just going to fall deeper into witchcraft because it's all under the kingdom of darkness. I'm just being honest with you, man. I've been on that dark side and I've seen some things and I've learned a lot from others. So, be mindful of those things. Santeria, voodoo, Harry Potter type stuff, Wiccans, they may mean well, some of them. They say, oh, it's good, it's good, it's it's good witchcraft versus bad witchcraft, man. It's all the same. <laughs> Y'all been really fooled by this devil, man. Hollywood has got you believing that stuff. And you say, well, I got everything I ever wanted. No, no harm came to me, no demons. There's demons, there's different types of demonic beings that are assigned to do different types of things. Just because something doesn't look evil and it helps you and it works out doesn't mean it's not evil. It just means that you don't know the severity of it and you don't you don't recognize it. Let me tell you something else. I'm going to explain this to you all before the podcast is over so you understand what I'm saying a little bit better. But let's talk about the changes that you need to hear about. Because in order for you to change, you have to want to change to be changed. And a lot of you say, well, Jay, I don't know how to go about that. And that's great. I'm glad you asked. Is the first thing I'm going to tell you, along with all the other things, I'm going to give you help in helping you to change. The first thing you got to know is you have to turn your burdens to the creator. You have to give them to Yah. All of us with that's laden with heavy burden, he will give us peace and rest but we have to talk directly to him from our hearts because he's not going to force infringe or impress upon you anything because he gave us free will that's why all the evil happens he allows it to happen because it's free will and then there's things going on that we don't know about because we don't read our Bible to understand that some of these things are not only our own doing, but a lot of these things are from generational curses. And then when you are surrounded 24 hours, seven days a week, looking at certain TV programs, listening to certain music, don't you know that those are spirits you're opening yourself up to? I had to learn this. And I had to be reminded of this, too, recently. Now, don't get it twisted, family. Your boy is not some pastor 
and I'm not trying to be. I'm still Jay. I'm just walking closer with y'all these days. That's all. And he's changing me. Real talk. I, you know, you don't tell people all the things you're doing, but I'm going to share this with you. I just fasted. Now, I fasted one day. I was going to do three. Let me tell you, I didn't drink or eat anything that entire day. And it was over 24 hours. Because you have to think the day before, after dinner time and after I had a snack, I didn't eat no more. (laughs) And then I went into the next day and didn't eat anything up until 12 a.m. So I've stayed in my scriptures all day long, praying and reading, praying and reading, talking to the most high, just having a regular conversation with him like I'm having with you right now. They ain't got to be nothing fancy. Didn't have to set up no ritual altar table. Didn't have to cut no chickens. Didn't have to light no candles or go to a, a store and buy color candles. And t- <laughs> have to do all that. I have to put no pictures and no ancestors and all that up on it. Listen, man. Listen. Why would you give thanks to your ancestors when you don't know their sins? You don't know how they died or where they are. And you guys have to get understand there's a, there's beings that's called familiar spirits they will portray and act like they're your ancestors okay um, <sighs> we really need to have a lesson on that I know back in the past I talked about the ancestors I did and uh, and I say back in the past I'm talking about when I first started the show and there are ancestral spirits But that's not who you want to give your thanks to. You want to go directly to the creator because you don't know who you're really talking to. Let's just face it. Scriptures are very clear about divination, talking with the dead. Let the dead deal with the dead. (laughs) You know, y'all using Ouija boards. You got these paranormal radios. When you're trying to tune in, asking questions and spirits, you got tarot card readings. I mean, you're doing a lot of different things. But you're not praying to the creator. You're not praying directly to the most high. And then you want to mix. There's too much mixing going on. You want to mix worldly stuff with stuff that the Lord of the Bible tells you not to do. Then when somebody like me comes along and tells you the truth, you get attitude. Well, I can't worry about your attitude. I'm worried about your soul. And some people say, well, you need to worry about your own. Don't worry about me. Oh, I'm worrying about me. Trust me. That's why I'm sharing this information with you. This is stuff that I had to learn and things that I'm doing now. So I'm sharing it. Take it as you will. Do with it as you will. But at least take it seriously. If nothing else. You know. A lot of people say, well, I'm good over here. You know, I got I'm good on my spirit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm prayed up over here. You prayed up. That's good. Always be prayed up. But why would you? Well, listen, if someone genuinely is honestly trying to pray for you, why would you? 
renounce the prayer? Why would you rebuke it? What type of spirit is in a person to do that? It's not like I'm, I'm passing you curses. Because we have the ability to do that too. Proverbs 18 verse 21 and Romans chapter. Well, not even Romans. James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Verse 6 through 10. Talks about the tongue. And so does Proverbs 18 verse 21. You have to be careful what you say, what you utter to a person. Because you can curse a person. You can cast spells on a person. You can curse a person or you can bless and heal them. And we're going to talk all about that today. I'm not just going to give you these scriptures. I'm going to talk to you about them. Because these are the things that's going to create change in your life. And being with someone or having people in your life that or on the same page or wavelength as you will encourage you. Remember, it is not good for man to be alone. That's what the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 2. You ever heard the, story, the old saying, birds of a feather flock together? Well, you got to pick who's in your flock. You got to know who your flock is. You got to know your tribe. Because everybody that's in your, in, your, in your group, everybody's in your crew, ain't who always, who, they, who you think they are. Y'all should read Acts chapter 20, uh, 20 verse 29, or either verse, I think it's Acts chapter 29 verse 20. When we come back from this commercial break, I know for sure. I believe it's Acts chapter 20 verse 29. It talks about after Yahusha had, had moved on from after he was crucified and moved on, that certain people tried to get in the disciples' groups that really didn't have their best interests. They were basically like spies. And this is what the devil does. Satan has people too. He will send you people sometime in your life. And it's not to bless you or to compliment you. It's to hinder you or slow you down or to take you completely off your path. It's to destroy you. The Bible says that... Um, we have stars. Each person has their own star. And that doesn't say it directly like that. It's talking about the time when Joseph was in dreams and he dreamt the sun, the moon, and the and 11 stars all bowed down to him because his star was greater than all theirs. And stars can not only represent angels at times, they also represent our destiny, our fortune, because we are beings of light. We are beings from the heavens. We are beings that are stars. This is hence why you have an astral body. Because the word astral comes from the Greek word astron when it means star. So when you're on the astral plane, you're on the plane of stars. So your astral body is your star body. Your body of light. So this is why some people's light shines brighter than others. Because it depends on where they vibrate. And we're going to talk about vibrations today. We're going to talk about certain sounds we're going to talk about certain prophecies okay so family don't go anywhere i'm your boy j rated r you are tuning in to favor radio we will return after these messages stay tuned
All right, all right, family, we are back. And I'm your boy, J-Rated R. So let's talk about this, shall we? Family, there's a lot of things that I want to talk to you all about, but I won't get to them all today in today's podcast. Uh, We will have a spinoff or continuation of this podcast on Wednesday, if it's y'all's will, of course, Um, but not on tomorrow. For tomorrow, I told you, will be a little bit of a day I'm going to take off uh, and just... um, do some prayers and some meditating and um, and just f- reflect on some things as I already mentioned at the beginning of this podcast so definitely please family pray for your boy I can use your prayers as I have been praying for you all um, and as I will continue to pray for you all known and unknown um The enemy is lurking. If you want to change, you have to be aware of change. You have to want to change. And if you don't know how to change, well, prayer is always a good way to start and how to finish. And I'm going to tell you something, man. When you really fully are ready to turn your life over to the most high in terms of letting them in your heart, that's when the change really begins. It's an initiation on your part because he's not going to just come, even though he does bless those who don't even know of him. Bible tells us that he lets it rain on the just as well as the unjust. He feeds the just as well as the unjust. And, you know, in the scriptures and Hosea, um, he had blessed them with crops and rain and everything and even though they didn't know he was the one that did it they gave their thanks to Baal (laughs) yet he still blessed them that's just how merciful and how loving he is now I know you all are thinking well what about when it says thou shalt have no other gods he is a jealous God yes no doubt He wants to know that he is the God of gods. And any time that Baal was challenged on behalf of the people versus the Hebrew God, Yah, no other God ever came or interfered, did they? And if you don't know, I'm telling you they didn't. For he's the one true, Yahu Elohim. You have to change, family. And we're going to talk about that change. In order for us to start off believing anything that's in the Bible. First of all, we have to know that the things in the Bible, we have to walk on faith, not by sight. That's in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. And just like some of these conversations that you all be having about the firmament, which we're going to have plenty more of those coming. So stay tuned for that. But I want to quote something that Yahusha himself says in the Bible in John chapter three, verse 12, where he says, if I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall he believe or how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? 
Let me repeat that and read it again a little bit more clearer. Yahusha says, if I have told you earthly things and ye, meaning you all, believe not. How shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? John chapter three, verse 12. And that's the same thing. How can we talk about things that go outside of the human five sense perception or comprehension if you don't even believe it? Yet some of the things that some of you that I find interesting that kind of entertains my curiosity at times is no one wants to give this Bible five minutes, but y'all to give a UFO a whole hour on your phones if you see something weird in the sky because you can identify with seeing it. And a lot of you have to see something to believe it. Oh, ye of little faith. Is that not what Yahusha was saying to his disciples when he was crucified? Did they not say, I, I, I won't believe unless I see for myself. Unless I can put my fingers in his holes and in his hands and the sides, I won't believe. And yet he appeared to his disciple. There was one in particular who said that, but it doesn't matter who said it. The fact is, he said it. That's how a lot of us are. We can't believe the creator. I ain't talking about just believing anything somebody else say or believing in man. I'm talking about believing in, the, in, in, in your creator, our creator, my creator. But y'all will believe in the ascended masters. Y'all will believe in <laughs> doing rituals. Y'all will believe in those things. But you won't believe in your creator. It's blatantly disrespectful, man. <sighs> but that's okay. That's okay. Because if I know nothing, I know this. The Most High will make a believer out of you. <laughs> he will make a believer out of you. But this is going deeper than belief, family. Your boy Satan, or the kingdom of darkness, shall I say, has other plans for us. And yes, I said us because he wants everything that the most high has ever created. He wants to be like the most high. So he wants his world. He wants his people, even though he didn't care about the people. He just wants them so that he can be the ruling God or the heir that he feels that he's rightfully so to this world and everything in it. And he wants to mock the most high. And he's doing a daggone good job. But he's going to have to pay because his judgment has already been sealed. Just hasn't got there yet. And we are living in the times. You know, if we read first Peter chapter five, verse eight or Luke chapter 22, verse 31, and even John chapter 10, verse 10. One of the things that I have noticed about this devil is that he is a liar. He is a roaring lion. That's come to seek whom he may devour. And if you're not careful and if you're not prayed up and if you're not in the blood of the lamb. The savior that is the almighty El Shaddai, a.k.a. Yahusha HaMashiach. Then guess what? You're open season for this devil, because unless you are protected by the blood of the lamb, you ain't protected at all. 
And they don't care what kind of rituals you do, what ancestors you call. That's not going to save you. And I'm not being funny. You guys know this. If you know where I'm coming from, I'm being honest. Because if I didn't love you, I wouldn't tell you the truth. People got it backwards when they say, you're being mean. Who's being mean? I'm not being mean. I'm being loving. Because if you want a kumbaya and old peace, love and happiness and his only love, you are given a very one-sided deal to what's really going on in reality. Tell me something for all you parents. Now, some of you have different ways or strategies of disciplining your kids. But does not a, a little smack to the tail go a long way? And some of you say, I don't know, my kids are bad. I can smack them and they still end up acting up. <laughs> hey, it's that stiff neck, hard nosed generation we in. But seriously, all jokes aside, whenever you got your butt tied, I know when I was growing up, for those of us who were in that generation coming up, when we used to get our spankings, some of you say spankings. Huh, I wish I had a spanking. I had whoopings because there is a difference. But any form of discipline that sometimes, sometimes requires a little smack on the butt. That's all I'm saying. And some firm, get in your room, I ain't going to tell you again <laughs> type of stuff. What's your butt hurting? Doesn't that go a long way? Because you love your children, you discipline them. But if you just go, oh, Tommy, oh, 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 Susie, go to your room. And, 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 and the kids whining and talking back. I'm not going nowhere. Get in the corner for time out. F you. Now, for those of you who are getting cussed out by your kids because you don't spank their behind, your voice is, 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 it sounds almost weak, that not even, not even the scaredest animal would be frightened. then you have to understand that when these kids get older and you don't discipline them, they get too much for you to even handle because you don't have control over your kids. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs, train a kid up in the way that they should be raised. And when they get older, they will not depart from the way they were brought, brought up. But if you bring them up with that soft tone, trying to be their friend, scared of your children type of mentality, you got no business being a parent. And I don't say that to anybody to hurt their feelings. I'm telling you, you need to change your game. Because the Lord says a little rod to the butt is a good discipline. First Peter chapter five, verse eight says this. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about. Seeking whom he may devour. I want you all to ask yourself something. <laughs> Who else in the Bible is compared to as a lion? And if you said the Messiah, you're correct. Again, this is a depiction of Satan wanting to be like the Most High. He wants to confuse not only the children of Israel, but the world. But everything starts in Israel and ends with Israel. Ladies and gentlemen. You know, I've been seeing a lot of people rebuking 
righteous people. And I say righteous in the way that they're acting based on the things that they're doing. I don't know the hearts of the people, but we have to understand we're living in the times where if you are still listening to certain types of music, doing certain types of things, music family is not just fundamentally sound. It's influencing. It's influential. It is tones and frequencies that resonate with your body. It programs and creates thought patterns in a person. Hence, who was one of the greatest, if not the greatest angelic being in the heavens who was simply created for the sole purpose of praising and anointing with music, with sound, with singing. That's right. Halal, a.k.a. Lucifer, your anointing cherub. So it's no shock or coincidence that when he fell, he's the number one, if not the most prominent being in the music industry. He's the one running it all. So he knows a thing or two about how to influence the masses. If he could do it in praise at one point in time long ago for the for the most high, well, he can do it in honor of himself. Completely opposite of the most high. And what does that mean? That means he can influence you to sin. To lust. To kill, to steal and to destroy one another as well as yourself. We all have played victim to these things. And we got to rebuke them. I know a lot of you ain't ready for that yet. You love your lifestyle. You love doing what you're doing. You don't see the harm in it. You're a good person, you say. You have a good heart. You do a lot of things for God people. You give from your heart. And that's all well and dandy if you are that type of person. But the Bible says that works alone are not enough to get you into the kingdom of heaven. If that was the case, then Yahusha died all for nothing because he was the blood, the covenant. He was the sin, sinless one, the one who didn't commit no sins. He was the father incarnated as his son, which is himself. Yes. And who died as the sacrificial lamb on the cross for you and I so that we would not still be under the law as they were in the old days in the Old Testament, but we would be under a new Grace and grafted into the spiritual union of Israel. And by that new law, that grace of Yah and through repentance and acceptance of his son as a believer and getting baptized in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, your sins will be wiped away cleansed and you will be given a new beginning with his spirit the Ruach HaKodesh the Holy Spirit and if you think because you've gotten saved and you've truly accepted him with your heart because it doesn't work if you're just doing it with your mouth people confess with their mouth but their heart is not with him and he knows your heart and he only forgives those who are sincere and their repentance. And just because you're saved don't mean you can go back to sinning and just doing all the same things you did before because it doesn't work like that. And if anyone tells you it does, they're a liar.
straight from the fire. And to the fire they shall return. Because nowhere in the scriptures does it say that. And that's not what he says. He makes it very plain and clear. So stop taking them for granted, man. Cut it out. John chapter 10, family. Verse 10. It tells us this. The thief comes not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And if you read into verse 11, it says, I am the good shepherd. Right. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Let's continue to read verse 12, because some of you need to hear this, if not all of us, myself included. But he that is hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and cares not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of me. I mean, and known of mine as the father knows me. Even so, know I the father and I lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Now, we could go on and on, and I suggest you read that whole chapter of John. But the point of this is, is what, family? That when something is not of yours, that when somebody else is just somebody who's hired to do a job, and they don't do it because when something bad goes down, instead of them guarding the sheep with their life, they flee along with the sheep, leaving the sheep vulnerable to a predator, to an attack, to a thief who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Hence, when you are sleeping in your homes at night, you're more than likely, most of you, should lock your doors, your windows, close your curtains up if you have curtains. Some of you like people to look into your house and you wonder how they know everything that's going on in your business. You wonder how they're able to get a good idea who's home and where all your most prized possessions and valuables are because you don't have no damn curtains and you got every light on in the house. And not only are you exploiting and exposing yourself when you're getting dressed, but you're showing all the things that you have going on in your home. How stupid can you be? And I say that with a very kind heart. (laughs) I mean, I'm not being funny. I'm not trying to be undermining anyone. And it may come off that way. And forgive me if it does, but I'm a very blunt and very honest person because you're asking and inviting the world to come into your home when you don't conceal and have privacy of what goes on in your home. You're not supposed to let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, fam. Come on. Where's the common sense? Where is it? Some of you ask for some of the things. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you ask to be violated or sexually uh, molested 
or violate it. No, but if you did certain things to provoke it, then let me let me be clear about that. And that's just one example of many. Just like I gave you in the in the scriptures about the thief. Some of us don't have a monopoly on suffering when we are the cause of the effect. Let me say that again. Some of us do not have a monopoly on suffering when we are the cause of the effect. Because without effect, there's no cause. and Without cause, there's no effect. They both run synonymously hand in hand. One cannot be without the other. So it's a divisive tactic, if you will. Ladies, let me say this to you because you're more vulnerable in these type of situations. Men are too, but mostly the women. And I love and care about my sisters out here. So I want to give you this advice for some of you that are walking as if it's nobody's business. Stop wearing apparel, clothes that present you almost half naked. Men are going to look at you regardless of what you're showing, but they're going to look at you even more and pretty much as a sexual object. If you're showing your butt cheeks hanging out your shorts, if you got your big breasts and cleavage showing down to the third or fourth button to the point, if you just even move a little bit to the left, something's popping out. And even if it doesn't, you're inviting all forms and all types of minds and personalities and all types of spiritual entities to come at you, be smart. Your father in the, the most high in heaven does not want you to dress like that. He tells you to cover up. Y'all get upset and offended when you hear a real one tell you these things, even in the most loving voice. There's nothing wrong with being sexy, but some of you don't know the lines of sexy versus slutty. You don't have to have a miniskirt. They're so damn far up that if you just slightly bend over you can't even bend over without your butt popping out or you you're, you're you're private in the front man shouldn't shouldn't be able to can tell whether you you've got panties on or not and then you'd be a fool to not have on any panties while you're wearing a skirt especially a short one what is wrong with the minds of you people out here you want to be violated you sit there and say no I don't but you dress the part that says yes I do Make it make sense. If you're going to say something, say what you mean and mean what you say. Don't say one thing and mean another. It's confusing. And guess who's the author of confusion? The devil. Guess who entices you to act in those promiscuous ways and out of character and unladylike? The devil. And the same for you fellas. We, we, and I'm going to put myself in this. None of us have any exceptions and none of us have a monopoly no one of us is good per se for the bible tells us all in romans 3:23 for all have fallen short of the glory all that that mean y'all or just me or some over here some over there a few here a few there it means every single being on this planet that's human being has fallen short of the glory So what you going to do about it? Do what you know you can do about it. Some of you say, well, I wasn't raised. I didn't have a family. This, But you know right from wrong, don't you? 
You know how you want somebody to treat you, don't you? Start with that. And if you don't know, read this Bible. It's more than just instructions. It's a it's a way of living, yes, but it's just very spiritual. And then I'm not saying spiritual. Y'all have heard these words so much that they become desensitized by them. It doesn't mean it doesn't hit you. It doesn't make you feel like you need to change anything. So you just keep on parading and going on about your grown life business because it's nobody's business but yours. Right. Stay out of my business. Right. I get it. But don't complain as if you have a monopoly in complaining or on suffering when a lot of these things, a lot of them, not saying everything. Your boy Jay ain't saying that. I'm saying a lot of the things we do, we have to be held accountable for it. And it starts with us. Luke chapter 22, verse 31, family, says this. And Adonai, meaning master or Lord, said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Now, if Satan desires to have you because he wants to sift you as wheat. Why is it that he wants you? Because you are a target, especially those who are children of the light. If you continue to read verse 32 in Luke of chapter 22. Verse 32 says, continuing from 31, I just read says, but I have prayed for you. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are turned back, strengthen your brethren. Now, I'm going to give you an example of what Peter said to Jesus after that. And this is how a lot of us are when it comes to this faith. We'll talk with our mouths and confess with our mouths, but our hearts are not really there yet. And this is why I'm saying this. I'm going to read verse 33 and 34. Check this out. 33 says, and he said, meaning he, Peter, said unto him, Adonai, who's Jesus, I am ready to go with you both into prison and to death. 34. And he said, and now he's talking about Yahusha, Jesus. And, I, and he said, I tell you, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that you shall three times deny you know me. A lot of you will say the same thing when it's just all talk. It sounds good. It sounds deep. But when some real things go down, people are scattering like roaches when the lights come on. Because they are not about the father's business. And what is that exactly? Be about what you say. How do you do that? You got to have the Holy Spirit, man. He'll strengthen you. He'll edify you. Edify means to strengthen. Ain't none of us that bad or we can't be touched. But if we are in walking in the light of the Most High, there's nothing the world can do to us. No weapon can form against us shall prosper. Because you know this life is just temporary. The real reward is enduring to the end. And sometimes that means death. That's what the end means. Hanging in there, staying strong, not turning over your faith, not folding, not waving the white flag. Not jumping from one side to the next, betraying the father, committing treason in the spirit. 
You know what I'm saying? You got to stay strong, baby. And everybody ain't me and I ain't everybody. But just listen, you ain't got to be nobody to be anybody because you already are somebody. You understand what I'm saying? And when you walk in with Christ, there's only one body. And that is we're all members of that one body. So there is no such thing as individuals when we accept the true spirit of Christ and we accept him as the Lord and Savior. That's what it is, man. Stop trying to make it confusing. Stop trying to play the devil's game. Stop doing his bidding and talking like that. If you're walking with Yah, walk with him. Who you think is more powerful than even the devil? Who created the devil? He did. Stop giving these devils more of your power. You don't understand how important you are. Remember I said before the last commercial break, y'all are stars. And it tells us this inadvertently when we talk about the Bible in Genesis chapter 37 with Joseph, son of Jacob, who had a dream about the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars. And all of those celestial luminary bodies, the moon, sun, and the stars bowed to his star. We are all stars. Stars is your destiny, your power. We have light bodies. We're astral beings. That star. We come from the most high. We're made in his image and likeness. This is why you have power while you're still in the body. You have more power when you become one with the most high because as you decrease, he must increase. That's in St. John chapter 30. I mean, that's in St. John chapter 3 verse 30. See, from Genesis to Revelation, the earth is consistently described by the Holy Spirit family. NASA's lied to y'all, making you think that this world is spinning around or orbiting around the sun, when in fact, it's the complete opposite. And I'm going to tell you, it's not orbiting around the earth. In the way that you have been told to think. But I'm not going to talk about that. Why did you mention it? Because I can only give you something to think about when we have our next podcast on Wednesday. Leviathan. Is this sea creature that you've heard in the Bible, and it's in the Bible six times. Leviathan. If you were to compare that creature to mythology. In Greek, you would have the Kraken. Leviathan is mentioned in three different types of aspects in the Bible. It's mentioned as a serpent, a dragon, and a beast. Leviathan would give you all types of meanings, but if you break the word down into its etymology, Levi means law. Athen means sin. It's the law of sin, right? When we get into next podcast of Wednesday, we're going to talk about the Elohim. There's good and there's bad. There's the light and there's the dark. There's the beings of the green light, the beings of the red light or the amber light. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about why is the homosexuality community flourishing like they are. And I don't have a problem with homosexuals, by the way. So, I mean, I have friends that are homosexual. My issue is not that they are homosexual. The issue that I'm going to talk about biblically to you all is the fact that it's a lifestyle. Yes, the most high is not with. He's, he feels that it's an abomination. 
So if he feels that way, that's what it is. But what I'm going to talk about is how it's being infringed and thrown on the masses as if to say this is how you should be versus who you are as a heterosexual or whatever. It's already bad enough that we've got division in the world family. We've got black versus white, yellow versus green. <laughs> I don't know anybody that's green, but hell, if it did, it wouldn't matter to me. I would just say this is a highly melanated person with green pigmentation. <laughs> okay. We depict the gods that y'all worship and believe in as green and blue. Right? So, hey, what is called, what is yellow? We're just colors. We're just crowns in a box. What's wrong with that? We're, we're, we're spectrums of, of light and a, and a visible spectrum and an and invisible spectrum. Luminous matter, luminous beings we are. This body is crude matter. Ain't that what Yoda said? Because that's all it really is. And the Bible says it too. But the Bible said it first. So we're going to talk about these things. I'm going to get into the whole difference. And some of it I'll give you a little bit of an example of today. But we're not going to get into that. But the Antichrist, you should read about him in Daniel chapter 8, verse 33 through 8. Because it's talking about the times of now. Daniel's prophesying at a later time in our time from his time. So that's really powerful because he's a seer prophet. Remember, we did the podcast on what types of prophets there were in the Bible. The Kose, the Roe, and the Navi. And the Navi is just like a preacher. They're the proclaimers, the announcers, right? The Roe and the Kose are pretty much simpler. They're seers. In their own right, respectful rights. So they have been given visions. They can see into the future and things of that nature. Now I'm going to share a quick secret with y'all before I jump to the next thing of this podcast. Any of you that have spiritual gifts, and we all have gifts, whether we know it or not. Some are born a little bit more aware of their abilities than others and have easier access to them than others. You don't lose your ability just because you don't use it. The Bible is very clear and the Lord tells us he doesn't take away your abilities like that family. Okay. And if you don't know, you better start reading your scriptures. Okay. I'll give you an example. Romans chapter 11, verse 29 talks about the gifts of callings. And all that is, is the gift of the spirit, what you read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The gift of callings in Romans 11, verse 29. And let's read it. Let me go to it. Because I feel that it's better that I tell you and read it to you so you can get a complete visual and a depiction and understanding of just how amazing you really are and how amazing our creator really is and how close the creator is to us. We are the center of creation, literally. All this stuff about being these global planets and all this out. And st there's no outer space like y'all think, man. But we'll talk about it. There are constellations, yes. There are different wanderers or planets, planetos, planetes, right? But you don't really get what that really is because you've been lied to all this time. And I, you know, I, I get tired of seeing us fight over whether the world is flat, whether the world is a globe, whether the world is a square. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? People be knocking the heck out of each other over this stuff, man. If you believe in the scriptures, you got to believe it. And let me tell you something else that I find is insult. People who don't understand the Bible love to keep saying everything that the people of the time who wrote the Bible was symbol, uh, symbolically symbolizing everything. Like everything was symbolic. No, this Bible is literal. You have some symbology in the literal sense because it can be both symbolic and literal. But to just say something is symbolic, it's madness. We think we really know so much more. Well, how come they were more connected? They, as in the ancestors, were more connected than we are. They had less technology than we have now. And yet they knew things we are just now starting to discover. So how smart are we? Get your head out of your ass. Stop being... um, Arrogant and pompous Typical narcissistic traits Stop it You don't know everything I don't know everything So while we over here arguing about what science says Science ain't nothing but a drop in the bucket I love science But I can't stand scientism There is a difference And your Bible tells you that too by the way And some of you will be like, well, how's all this stuff in the Bible? Well, if you read it, you know it's in there. So how dumb could the Bible be when it's inspired by the very creator of our universe? These people weren't just normal guys who wrote the Bible. They were beings of immaculate, highly intelligent and very, very resourceful because this came directly from the Most High. And it tells you everything. And if nothing else hits you when I say this, how could this just be a book or like any other book when there's things that's been in this book from the beginning of time all the way to our time prophesized and throughout history, everything that happened, everything that was said in this Bible before the time has come true in exact fashion. So if you don't want to test nothing else with your theories and your scientists, test history. By reading your Bible and saying, wow, that happened. And all this stuff happened way before the things that have taken place throughout history. And prophecies have been fulfilled up to this point. And there's still more prophecies we're in currently that's talked about in this Bible. And things that have yet to happen. And we're seeing them happen. So stop with all your assumptions and ignorant blabberings and all of that. And I'm not saying that to knock nobody. I'm saying that because on the behalf of the Most High, I stand as a soldier in love and I'm, I want you all to come out of Babylon, what you're thinking. The, the devil of this world, which is the God of this world in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, has blinded you. So why are you thinking about that? We're going to take a, a real quick, small commercial break. When we come back, we're going to read Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Okay, so be ready for that. On that note, I'm your boy, Jay. You already know what it is what it, and why we do it. We shall return out to these messages. Stay tuned. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. All right, we are back. Thank you once again for tuning in with your boy. I'm Jay Rated R. 
And you were tuning in to Favor Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. Romans chapter 11, verse 29, family. It says this. For the gifts and calling of Elohim are without repentance. Now, some of you may be saying, what does that have to do with gifts? All right. And and for you, for those uh, who may have stepped away or you just now continue where you left off, we're talking about the gift of spirit, the gifts of calling. And this is, you know, all synonymous with change. A lot of you have been wondering for quite some time, I'm sure you've been asking yourself, for those of you that's wondered this, am I gifted? What is my purpose? What gifts of the spirit do I have? And how can I use them to better uh, myself? And how can I use them to glorify the Father? See, here's the thing. I'm going to explain this to you. What you just heard me read in Romans chapter 11, verse 29 is talking about when those of us who have gifts have a calling. And we all have a calling, whether we know what it is or not. And just because you have a gift, the Bible's very clear. The Lord doesn't take your gifts away. That's why it says, and hear me again, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. That means even if you're not following in the ways of Yah, even if you're not doing as he commands you to do, he blessed you with spiritual gifts. He won't take those gifts away. That means that whenever you have a calling and you don't answer it, that calling will still be there waiting on you when you do come back around. Because he doesn't take your blessings away, family. We do that to ourselves. The devil, remember, is to come. He comes to kill, to steal like a thief in the night and to destroy. He knows you're gifted. He can see your spirit body in the spirit realm. Some people's light is brighter than others. Right. And the devil wants who he can recruit. If he can't recruit you, he's going to attack you. If you say no to him because he doesn't like to be rejected, he doesn't like to be turned down. If you tell him no, be ready for the attack. And always be prayed up and y'all. Because this devil, man, remember Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Actually, I would say 11 through 14. But verse 12 of Ephesians chapter 6 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, family. We out here getting upset with each other. But what we ought to really be doing is knowing that it's the enemy behind all that. He's the influencer of fights, breakups, cheating, lying. Now, yes, we as human beings have been given free will. We can make our own decisions. But all I'm saying is a lot of these things that we're doing are being heavily influenced by that which you cannot see, which is coming from the spirit plane of darkness. So just keep that in mind. So once again, Jay, what are you saying about the gifts and callings that you read about in 11 of Romans verse 29? I'm telling you that you have a gift. You have a calling. And the only way to really do or to know what your gifts are, you have to stare up those gifts. That means you have to you have to conjure them. And I don't, let me let me use a different word. I don't want y'all. Y'all be on Ouija boards and stuff. Tell me, I got to conjure my gifts because Jay said so. Jay told you no. No Ouija boards, no tarot card reading. Jay told you you have to pray. And we're going to also be talking about uh, family 
a lot in the next podcast, but we're going to be talking about some of it in this one. Generational curses. See, a lot of times we have some of the worst, what you guys call a demon's luck, which is no such thing as luck, right? All things are destined to happen. Some things have um, interceding. Something is interceding on your behalf. And sometimes that interception may come from the enemy where he likes to butt in and steal what is rightfully already yours because you have a calling. You have a destiny that the most has already predestined, as you read about in Ephesians, right? Chapter one. So the enemy knows that he knows that you were predetermined. Now, he can't take away what the most high has already put out there. But what he can do if he's allowed and given permission based on the sinful nature. See, the devil is called the accuser for a reason. He understands the spiritual laws that most of us don't. Right. And so he knows how to manipulate, how to deceive his way into getting rights to things that don't belong to him. I'm going to give you an example. This, This planet was given to us as dominion. You see that in the book of Genesis, man had dominion over the earth, not the fallen ones, not Yahusha. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm about to say not Yahusha, definitely Yahusha had it, but not the devil, right? He had no, no legal right to this planet. So what did he do? He tricked Eve and Adam into going against the very commandment that the Lord told them not to, which was don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the moment they did that, they broke their covenant and they broke the law that God laid out. And they weren't under a law at the time. Adam and Eve were in a paradise. But they did so against the will of Yah, listening to the serpent, Azazel, or Samael for some of you. And that was the beginning of sin. That was the beginning of the fall of man. And the fall of man started with the man Eve, I mean, with the man Adam and his wife Eve, the mother of all living. Hawa would be her name in Hebrew. His name is Adam. In Hebrew, it's Adama. Now, I want you to look and listen to the name Adam. What does it phonetically sound like? What is a season that we call fall? Autumn. Autumn phonetically is Adam. And Adam is called the fall season. Because it is autumn. Autumn is Adam. Adam was the man who fell. The first fall. See how that works. So you're, con- you're comparing or I'm comparing, shall I say, the season fall, which is called autumn, to the fall of man, who's called Adam. Now, where is this guy? What does this have to do with dominion over the earth? Because man had dominion over the earth and he gave his rights up to the devil because when he fell into sin, now he fell into the plane of the devil and his angels. Man still has dominion over the earth, but he no longer has it by himself because he gave his rights up. It's the same type of invasion you've seen throughout history 
or someone from another civilization comes into someone else's turf, someone else's domain, someone else's native land, and they violate them, kill them, pilgrimage, pilgrimagement, I can't talk today, (laughs) and take the land from them. Yep, it's that kind of day. I can say pilgrimage, but I just couldn't say it at the moment. But that's the thing. This is what you see. And all these things happen in the spirit plane first, family, before they manifest and happen in the physical plane. This is why everything that we have here and everything we do comes from the spiritual plane first. Remember, the most high created things just from a thought. So thoughts manifest things into reality. Well, the spirit world is invisible. It's an etheric world. It's a world where the laws are not the same. And those beings are not bound by laws there like they are here with our law. There's law in the spiritual plane, but it's under spiritual law. This accuser you call Hashatan or this fallen ones, the Shayatim or Satan. Or however you want to keep calling the Shayadim. Diamonis, all these different names for these bands, right? We could go all day with the names, the Anunnaki, all this different stuff. They tricked us. So when you read in the, the Gospels of Matthew, Luke, John, and Mark, when you read in Luke chapter f- uh, four, verses five through six and seven, about how the devil is tempting Yahusha in the desert and he's telling him, I can give you all the kingdoms of this world because they were given unto me and I can give them to anybody I want to have them. Who do you think allowed that to happen? They were given to him by the most high, but how did they get to him? Because of Adam and Eve who had dominion over the earth. Now look at the word dominion. When you look at that word dominion, family, guess what you're really looking at? You're looking at the word domino, right? Or domini. And it means that which belongs to the Lord. So when Adam and Eve, or when man has full dominion of the earth, dominion is that which belongs to the Most High. So Adam was given that which belongs to the Lord. Dominion. Now, what does this have to do with the title? It has everything to do with everything. Everything is everything. Anything is anything. What do I mean? Let me make it very, very concise and clear. It means this. You and I are special. We literally are the center of creation. We were created for the sole purpose of the Messiah. Right? For the very being who created us all. For all things consist of by and for him a being who was so powerful that he literally descended from heaven created himself from his great might and power to a human being born all the way to a man and died from a child to a man humbled himself in fashion ate with us, drank with us partied with us, learned our ways, 
felt pain like we felt. Felt love in a way that a human can feel love from his mama and his father and his brothers and his sisters. And yes, Yahusha or Jesus had brothers and sisters. And if you read the book of Matthew, it mentions very briefly, very shortly, and only in that one particular scripture that he had sisters, but it doesn't go into names or anything else. So he had a pretty nice sized family. But the point I'm getting back to is this. The being loves us so much, the power of the father who's all knowing, all powerful, omnipotent. Died for his creation. Instead of making his creation die for him. First, that is, because if you love Yah, you are willing to die for the Most High in righteous ways. We're not going out here and hurting anybody or out here trying to do harm to nobody. That's not how he gets down. That's not how he rocks. And if you think that, then you have been misguided or you have been miseducated or you have a slight misunderstanding of what you, what you read or what you've heard. If you haven't read the full Bible in its full entirety or its totality, I really would suggest and urge you not to be making so much preconceived notions from your emotions of why people die and why this and that because we make our own decisions he allows things to happen for a reason and it's not because he's cruel or that he doesn't care or he's not listening i used to think like that too fam but why is change necessary well, when you look at the word alter, you spell that how. Depends on how you use it, right? Because if you're talking about a place of worship, then it's spelled A-L-T-A-R. But if you're talking about changing something or manipulating its current state, you would say you're altering its state, right? You're changing it, then it's spelled A-L-T-E-R. We're both alters from both spelling senses because the body that we are in is a temple in which the most high dwelleth and that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 15 and 16 I told you in 1 John chapter 4 it says that he who was in you was greater than he who was in the world so the most high dwells in us because he breathed into us his spirit and made us a living soul so we're made in the image and likeness of that which created all things. And this is why the fallen angels don't like us because they don't have what we have. And one day the Bible tells us that we will also judge angels because we will be raised and glorified like our Messiah, Yahusha, who happens to also be the father as well. And if you don't know that the father, the Holy Spirit and the son are all one, read first John chapter five, verse Seven and eight. I'll do it for you. First John chapter five, verse seven and eight. How about it? And it says this family. Let me start from verse six. No, let me go to verse five. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he that believes that Yahusha is the son of Elohim. Verse six. This is he who came by water 
and blood, even Yahusha HaMashiach, known as Jesus Christ, y'all, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Ruach, which means the spirit. So I'm going to read it to you again. And it is the spirit that bears witness because the spirit is truth. Verse seven, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the father, the word and the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. And these three are one. Do I need to read that again in verse seven? For there are three that bear record in heaven, the father, the word and the Ruach HaKodesh. And these three are one. If I read verse eight, it talks about the three that's on earth and the three that are, excuse me, let me read verse eight. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit, the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. So as you can see, if I already not told you this in the lab podcast, when we were reading through Philippians, as well as the podcast, when I told you what is the true name of the creator and the Messiah, I went through a ton of scriptures in that five hour podcast telling you that proving to you that the most high is the, is the son and the son is the most high. And this all there is to it. As far as the Holy Spirit, they're all the same. All right. Yahusha, Jesus is the word. That's what you read about in, Gen uh, in uh, John chapter one, verse one. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. <laughs> okay. So, and you just heard me read in first John chapter five, verse five through eight, especially when you get to verse seven, that all three are one and the same. So stop with all this. There's three separate entities. He talks in that way to describe himself and his magnificence as three beings, but they're still the same person, the same nature, one unit. This is why I said to you all, we're going to have a podcast talking about the Hebrew word one, because there's two different words used for the word one when you translate it in its original Hebrew. And that is the word Yakid. And the other word is Ikad. All right. If you read Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four, you're going to see the word Ikad for some of you in your Bibles. Others, you won't see it, but it's talking about one. And that would be the original translated word for that. Ikad means a unit. Yakid means the nature. When a man and a woman become one flesh, that's also used as the word Ikad. Now, let's get back to what we were talking about, because we don't I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this particular subject today. Give you all a break from my three to five hour podcast. <laughs> you want to change, right? So how do you go about that? Remember, Yahusha is not going to just infringe upon no man's will, free will. But he says this to you. He tells every man that I am the door. That anyone that comes to me will be saved. He tells you this in John chapter 10, verse 39. But in John chapter 
14 verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man can get to the father but by me. Right. And I'll read that to you just in case you need a little pick me up and a reminder. So John chapter 14, verse 6. Now, first John, regular John, St. John chapter 14, verse 6 says, Yahusha said unto him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes unto the father but by me. And he goes into verse seven saying, if ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth, ye know him, have seen him. Then Philip goes and asks this crazy question. Show us the father, right? In verse eight. <laughs> and in verse nine, the most high says, have I been so long time with you? And I, he said, I've, have I not been with you for, for a long time? And yet you have not known me, Philip, because <laughs> he told him he that has seen me has seen the father. So how do you say then show us the father? People don't get it what they have in front of them sometimes. But the point I'm making is this family. Change comes when you open yourself to it, when you allow yourself to have it, when you have an inner internal urgency a fire if you will that's burning in the pilot or the solar plex and you feel something needs to happen but you don't know what you feel like you're not happy in your current standings you're looking around you say i want to do better with my life something is going on or i'm trying but i can't get over the hump well it's a lot of reasons why that is and a lot of it just comes from curses right only the one that can free curses it ain't saint Jerome. It ain't the it ain't the Andromedans, the Pleiadians, the Zeta Reticulans, the Reptilians, and there's different types. It ain't the Greys, which is different types, the Maldekians, it ain't the Martians, it ain't the Pleiadians, it ain't the 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 Octurians or the Lyrians or the Syrians. These beings cannot free you from your sins. They cannot free you up of curses. The only one that can free you of curses is Yahusha HaMashiach. Plain and simple. John chapter 10 verse 39 says this. Wait a minute, I gotta get to it. <laughs> All right, so here we are, family. John chapter 10, verse 39 says, I am the door, right? That's what it tells you. He is the door. And no one can get saved unless they go through him. So my question to you all is go to Revelation chapter three. I'm not going to ask the question yet. Go to Revelation chapter three and read. Let's read verse 20. And it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
the door he's talking about is your heart, not your physical one, your spiritual heart. He says, behold, I stand and he meaning Jesus, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Verse 21 says to him that overcomes, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. Verse 22 says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says unto the called out assemblies. So as you can see, he is the door. He will come into the hearts of any man that asks. And what does Matthew chapter seven, verse seven says, it says to ask, to seek and to knock. For whoever asks, it shall be given to them. So ask. Say, Yahusha, Adonai, oh Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me in my life. Change me. Show me my ways of sin or wickedness. Open my eyes to the enemy and to all his tactics. I renounce, I rebuke anything known and unknown that I've ever did. I forgive anyone that I have not forgiven. And you have to really mean it though, fam. You can't recite these things with your mouth like it's a cantation. You got to mean it. And even with cantations, hate to say it, but you have to do spells. You have to still mean it with intent. You have to have the intent, meaning your heart has to be in the place of which, what, you, what you want. Remember, Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 says, wherever a man's heart is, there's treasures are also. So in other words, nothing you do in life, period, will be anything unless your heart is centered on it, unless you truly desire it. Whatever it is that your heart's desire is, that is how you get what you want. You have to want it. You have to really, really want it. You have to really put everything in your whole entire fiber, in your whole being, your soul into something. And how badly do we want love? How badly do we want to live a righteous life? Most of us. How badly do we want to have a family? How bad do we want to be successful? We want things in this life that we feel entitled to and we can get them. But it's not everything, fam. It's more to life than just those things. And a lot of times we've been duped into thinking that this is everything. And if I ain't got this, I ain't got nothing. I came from nothing. I this, I that. But you are more than what you realize you are. You just don't know it. That's all. You just don't know it. Everybody is given an opportunity to be who they are. We all are somebody special. So don't let anyone ever tell you differently. Don't let anybody ever make you feel less than what you, what you truly are. Words of power, right? Real mantras are the most high. Remember, the most high, known as Jesus, he has all these names, wonderful, counselor, everlasting father, God almighty. This is right there in your Bibles in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. If you need to, you know, refreshing yourself on his names, they're right there. Look them up. Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. 
Words of power though, family. We often like to make these incantations or these affirmations or mantras when we are trying to convince ourselves subconsciously to program ourselves for success or the law of attraction. All you need is the most high. You have been given the ability to create because you're made in the image and likeness of the creator. So that makes you a co-creator, a lesser God, if you will, not to boast your ego. But you can't do anything without Christ for all things through Christ are not deemed impossible. All things are possible through Christ. That's in Philippians chapter four, verse 13. So if you just read with me or heard me read in Revelations 3.20 that he comes into any though, anyone who asks into the hearts of anyone who asks. And, you know, in St. John, chapter 10, verse 39, he is the door. Right. Where you can find pasture and be saved and to go forth to and fro. And, you know, he is the word that was spoken of in the beginning of John, chapter one, verse one in the beginning. In the beginning, in the beginning of creation and the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And you read in first John chapter five or seven that God, the father, God, the son, the Holy Spirit. Basically, let me read it as it said. Now, I'm not read it, but let me re recite it. I don't have the scripture with me in front of me at this moment. But you just heard me read a while ago in first John five, seven. The three that are one, the Father, the Word, which is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. You and I become that much more stronger when we are linked to the Father because we are creating His image. And when He allows His Spirit to dwell in our bodies, after we've been cleansed by baptism through getting baptized by water and blood, now, blood, not literally, but the blood that he shed on the cross is the covenant. That's the blood they're talking about. So when you're getting baptized in water, which is a spiritual uh, ritual or cleansing, in the name of Yahusha Mashiach, Jesus Christ, you will receive the Holy Spirit. That is because you have honestly in your heart accepted him and who he is and why he came, what he's done for us and how he ascended after he did it. What's okay? What's he died on for our sins? He descended into hell, took the keys of death from Satan, taught the saints and the bosom of Abraham, which was in hell at the time, which was known as paradise because they separated the two. There was everlasting life and there was everlasting contempt. Neither one of those two can ever intertwine with one another. And when he ascended to heaven in full glory, he took the saints from the underworld with him. So now that that's been established and that prophecy has been fulfilled because he, he did what he said he was going to come to do for us and he did it. Now he's been given full power and authority in that name so that anybody who comes to him with a real true heart of change and repentance using that name, they'll be given the full abilities to do whatever the father did. So through the authority of that name, You'll be able to cast out demons, heal the sick, the blind. You'll even be able to do miraculous things, change water to wine and things like that. But we haven't been able to do it because we're not true to ourselves in Christ.
Now, before we close it out, family, I wanted to go ahead and tell you what these changes are that you have. Remember, Christ is a tone or a frequency. And I'm going to explain to you all Wednesday as a continuation to this podcast, what a frequency or a tone is for those of you who don't know. But it's nothing but energy or vibration. Christ is the highest of highs. He's the most high, right? He is the creator of all creation. So there's nothing with a frequency that's high as his. So when you're connected to him, that's why you have the authority to crush demons, cast out devils, and do all sorts of other miraculous things that will not be impossible for you to do through Christ. Right? Because you've taken on the title through his spirit. His Ro'ak HaKodesh is nothing but the Christ frequency. And he is the doorway to the father, the, the medium or the intermediate. So the middleman, right? The bridge. You get where I'm you get you get where I'm going with this, hopefully. So when we say I've accepted Yahusha HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, right? And full power and glory. And whenever the Father gives you the Ruach HaKodesh, you'll become a child of His. You're no longer walking in the ways of darkness. You're a children of light. Now, that don't mean you ain't going to still sin. That don't mean that your flesh ain't that it still ain't weak. The spirit is always strong, but the flesh is, is, is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. They're always battling one another. Okay, they're they're bumping heads. Whichever one you pay attention to the most would be the one that could either send you to everlasting life or the one that could send you to everlasting contempt, which is hell. And ain't nobody trying to go to nobody's hell. But check this out. The heart is very important. You are an instrument. You're an instrument. What does the heart do? It beats. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Talking about the physical heart. Boom, boom. What do you call your ear? To hear the auditory part of your ear is called an ear what? Drum. <laughs> so your heart beats like a drum, but your ear is like a drum also. The auditory nerve. And they call it the ear drum. Because you are an instrument. And what do people say when they want to leave this world? They want to go out on a what? They want to go out on a good note. Because they are vibrating a frequency. They're on a particular wavelength, a bandwidth, a frequency that gives off or emits a certain type of vibration. Now, the only way to really get out of this world and go straight to the one that we all know we want to go to is you got to get into Christ's frequency. And I don't mean doing this yourself, family, through kundalini practices and all of that, that the fallen ones have tricked people into doing and opening their third eye and making them think that your light is Christ-like. No, that's false. You have to go through the actual Messiah himself for him to give you that. And then when you get there, he will glorify you and give you all of that. But in the meantime, let me tell you all real quickly what your gifts are before we close it out. We'll talk about the end times and revelations in the next podcast. What I want to talk to you real quickly about, though, family, is you. <laughs> I just want to talk about you real quick. You know. We want to all be equally yoked with something or someone, as Second Corinthians chapter six verse fourteen tells us. And you know, if you do th- if you do certain things, you reap what you sow. 
But what about the Grim Reaper? The one who reaps what is sown is death through the Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper is the angel of death. Then you have the Grimoire, which is where you get all your spells and incantations of witchcraft from. And then they give it to us in school and they call it Grammar. Grammar, which comes from Grimoire, phonetically. School comes from the Hebrew word Sheol, which means hell or underworld. So they're always trying to keep us in the unknown. They're trying to keep us mentally dead by educating us with things that are not actually what they should be. Masons know more than anybody because in terms of school, that is, because they have 33 degrees of information. And if you really want to know, family, there's really what the Elohim or the Angelogram has is 720 degrees. So their IQ is way higher than ours because they vibrate on such a very much powerful level. Nowhere near the most high, but way higher than us. That's why they look down on us, the fallen ones. That's why they have so much ability and power and they're immortals. But we will be greater than them one day. So what does that tell you about our intellect and our power and who we are? Family, I gave you earlier the gifts and callings in Romans eleven twenty nine. I also told you that if you want to know more about the gifts of the spirit, you got to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But what I didn't give you was 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8, and 11 through 12, because these are the gifts to the fivefold ministry. And what I mean by that is there's usually five types of people in the spirit or in the gifts of spirit. And that is, and you'll read it in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, is the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And according to Acts chapter 13, verse 1, and Acts chapter 14, verse 14, Paul and Barnabas were both prophets and teachers in both offices of the spiritual gifts. So that means that both Paul and Barnabas were both prophets and teachers. They both individually were prophets and teachers. So sometimes you can operate in the spirit with more than one gift. In other words, we are the body of Christ, man. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. That means we can do all types of things. So if you want to change, first change for the better. Change by asking Yahusha to come into your life. Change by coming out of sin. Stop lying. Stop sleeping around. Stop going around. If you got somebody you love, love that person. Be with that person. Plan on marrying that person. All right. Um, we didn't all did it. We didn't all had this, these, these, these buck wild moments. We got to learn to forgive. I had to do it tonight because in order for me to get to the most high, he's not going to let me in if I don't forgive because he tells me you wanted me to forgive you. So you got to forgive others. Do unto others as you have do unto you. He was the example. So if you want to know how to live, you got to look at how Yahusha did it. Now, you're not him. You know, one's perfect like he is. And he's not asking you to be perfect. Because if that was the case, he wouldn't have had to come down here and do what he did. So I'm just telling you, if you want to change, you got to want to change. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. Not all are asleep, but all should be changed. 
and they'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye when the last trumpet blows. So, yay, just imagine. Family, I'm about to call it quits. We will talk on Wednesday, if it's y'all's will. And we're going to have a spinoff of this podcast with more information talking about the end time revelations that we're in, the prophecies and all that. So on that note, please pray for me. Tomorrow's my son's birthday. Pray for his mother. Pray for me. Pray for my family. I pray for y'all. Pray for yourselves. On that note, I love each and every one of y'all, man. Y'all already know who it is. Stay blessed. I'm out. Peace. And namaste.